What's going on guys? Zane here with Everything Vive. want to welcome you back to the show. Uh, it is 2019, so happy new year. Hope you guys had a fantastic holiday. Uh, we are excited to be back. Ronnie and I both had some time off. Ronnie, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, I've just been enjoying some time off. Ended up being a little bit longer than I was initially planning, but like in a good way. I decided to, to, to stay for like an extra few days to see, see one of my other brothers that was able to come into town. So yeah, oh. just been been chilling. I been away from VR, unfortunately, since I don't have I don't have any yeah, way of bringing any of my stuff with me. But probably one of the main reasons we haven't put out an episode in a bit. Ronnie's been busy, so. Uh, but you know, know what? It's 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 family time. It's crazy time. It's it's holidays, so I definitely don't mind kind of taking a step back. And I I actually for me got to put in a lot more VR time. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, just because uh, there was a lot of downtime and I had a lot of games and stuff that I was trying to catch up on. And we had some sessions that we were playing in together, which is kind of cool. So, uh, yep. but we, we've been wanting to do this, this kind of recap of 2018, uh, episode and kind of what we're looking forward to in 2019. You know, we, we circled out our, or penciled in some games that we felt were a big impact on us. And, uh, I think we've been talking about this so much beforehand, you know, we, we want to make a, somewhat of a caveat here like this this isn't like a definitive list or some type of objective list it is very subjective uh in the sense that like you know we we've only gotten to play certain games or we've we've only put in times uh where we feel comfortable talking about certain games and so we wanted to make sure we we represented those and and if we leave anything out that you feel was awesome please tell us uh but you know it's not being left out because we didn't like it uh, per se i think it's just limited time came up and uh these are the games that we really got to sink our teeth into and and feel like they we got a lot of bang for our buck with what we were doing with them or what we were playing with them you know honestly thinking about what you just said i mean if anything that kind of shows what kind of a year 2018 has been for vr because i don't think we really had as much of a problem keeping up with just the sheer amount of like quality kind of you know lengthy titles in the past years that we that we had this year like this year i think there there have been so many really cool and different types of games to play mm-hmm. so it's actually becoming more and more challenging i think to have a chance to play everything i mean there's just like a lot of content out there for people to try no that, that's actually a fantastic point I mean, I mean if we go back all the way to the first year that we started this in 2016 and i uh, are and even parts of 2017 too i mean there was always this like Oh, you know, everybody's waiting for this killer app. Like, when's another game coming out? And now I just feel like there's stuff, you know, I'm, I'm getting messages from you, Damon, or checking Reddit or something. And there's there's stuff all the time where people are like, you have to check this game out. You know, like, there's it's yeah. it's literally every day um, or, or every week that new titles are coming out and they're they're cool they're unique they're they're really playing on you know what vr has to offer and um they're they're blowing my mind it continues to happen man three years later no i i totally agree with you and yeah some of the stuff we were just talking about with like uh blade and sorcery for example something you just got to try like we're still like running into these these new experiences that you know impact us in different ways than anything we've played before it's Super, super exciting stuff. So, and it seems like it never, never ends. You know? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, it's it's exciting. We'll get into more what we're we're, we're thinking about for twenty uh, nineteen and what we're excited about for twenty nineteen. But uh, I I think we should just jump into our our little list here of games. And this is this is in no particular order. And I think uh, you know without 
sounding like we're going to be super rambly about it. I, there's definitely games that top our list, but uh, Ronnie had a chance to play a lot more titles than I did uh, over the last yep. six to eight months. And I think that, um, you know, he's got a lot of honorable mentions or you do have an, a lot of honorable mentions that you want to bring up or just highlight just because it, it has been one of those years where it is very difficult to narrow things down to, you know, one, yeah. two, three, five games, whatever it is, uh, just because like. It's, it's such a buffet, you know, <laughs> like you can have so many different types of experiences. And uh, I, I think like you, you've definitely tasted a lot more different things than I have. No, a hundred percent. That's yeah. I had a hard time. Like our, our initial goal was to try to nail down what are, you know, the five games that we played the most. And there were, there were a handful of titles that definitely stuck out in that regard. But then when I was going through my list of games that I played this year, there was just so many that like I would see the name in my steam list and just immediately think, man, like how can I not mention that game in a, in an episode like this? Cause there were so many, like each game has its unique qualities that really make it stand out to me. And in terms of just the impressions that left on me, uh, you know, because it's a virtual reality, like I, if anything, I, I think a lot of these games impact me on a deeper level because it's a virtual reality than, than a standard game. So I, I feel like it's almost a crime not to like mention the ones that just stand out, especially, I mean, like you were saying, I, I have had the, the, the privilege of playing so many games. I mean, hundreds of VR games at this point. And when, when, you know, 10 or 15 clearly stand out as doing something fresh and interesting out of those hundreds of titles, I feel like even if it goes beyond, you know, just a list of five, I, I still feel like it's, it's worth mentioning those one, those games that had something that that really stuck out to me. So yeah, no, I I agree. So let's let's just jump into it. And um, I, again, this is in no particular order, but I feel like instead of working our way backwards, we should just kind of start at the top. And yep, you know, Beat Saber for me would probably be the one that I spent the most time in. But not just that; it would be the one that I spent the most time showing to people too. Uh, yeah. I mean, literally just today, we you know had some friends over and we were showing them uh, Beat Saber, and and they didn't want to try any other games. Like I was like, guys, we have so much more, but you know, Beat Saber, Beat Saber has really, uh, it just set such a such a standard for that type of experience, and it became this. I I didn't even realize like a cultural phenomenon, right? Like. We yeah. we have VR, so we're able to like play it, right? Like, and and I everywhere that I was like looking, and maybe I'm not looking in all the right online places, but I would talk to so many people about like Beat Saber. They'd be surprised when they'd find out that I have Beat Saber because like, oh yeah, I saw a YouTube video of that, or I saw it on Instagram, or I saw it on Reddit, or something like that. And I was like, whoa, this game has really gotten out there in terms of you know all all the videos and and, and stuff uh, and content that people have put out regarding it. So yeah. it's just it's it's just still really cool to me and obviously like you know to this day it's always fun to jump in and there's always there's new music the the new downloading system to get uh custom songs is is actually fantastic like it's they made it yep. super easy so yeah i mean beat saber's at the top for me what what are your thoughts on it no i totally agree i mean from the moment i guess i never re- like it caught me off guard as as far as like just how big and popular this game would be like i i remember when i first got a chance to play it at GDC before it came out. I, I think, did it come out in September? I'm not sure. No, it must have been earlier than that. But anyways, I, I played it back, you know, March 2018. Mm-hmm. And it, I think that was a... It came out um, in May. So I'm, I'm just yeah. Googling it So here. I played it in March. So that was like a, a good few months before it came out. And I remember even at GDC, like, 
there was like you know it, it was getting hyped back then there had been some viral you know video videos that were that were coming out just of like early like i, I guess the trailer that they released went viral so got a, a lot of attention that way and then anytime there was a chance to go and get to see the game or play it people were all, always super excited and and always so it, it from the beginning it's left kind of a strong impression i think um you know on people that that got a chance to play it and we yeah when it finally came out and i've had a chance to show it to lots of people um every time i've had people over they've just had a blast with it and then like you said like uh it, i think it was probably the the game that kind of set off uh you know they like people actually recording vr uh like videos of themselves playing the game and 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 like i i'm trying to remember of of uh you know all of the different uh people that have benefited from that but live is like the main uh the main one that comes to mind where uh where people have really like spent a lot of time and energy to custom customize their own uh you know vr videos that then they share on on twitter and and instagram and all that kind of stuff so like like you said it became you know a, a cultural phenomenon separate from just straight up vr and obviously in the vr world i mean people have it, given it tons of attention i've seen people that apparently have lost tons of weight from from working out using beat saber and obviously you know the the community that's developed around creating custom tracks is also huge so yeah beat say i mean if there was one game i think that characterizes just the impact that vr made this year it would probably be beat saber and it by the end of the year like they started it started as a pc only title and before the end of the year they were able to bring it to the playstation vr and my understanding there is the game is is, is plays great i know they've also brought the game to to vr arcades so they've really been making the most of what they can with that game, and yeah, I just think I think it's a it's a great example of how uh, you know some of the best VR experiences aren't necessarily the most complicated. It's it's a pretty simple like obviously it has a lot of polish to it, and the gameplay is super fluid and fun. But like you know, at the end of the day, what makes a good VR game has more to do with presence and feel and you know creating a sen a sense of a of a place that you want to be in and something that you want to interact with and 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 that's what beat saber is i think you get in there and you see you know these you know bright colorful you know environments and the music and everything's just going like all of the indicators are really clear and the, you know the slicing mechanic just feels good yeah, when you're doing it and and that's like, I mean, it doesn't have to be more than that, you know. Like, there's some, uh, yeah, there like some of the the games that stick out to me the most. I can I can kind of explain to you in just you know a few paragraphs versus having to talk hours and hours. Like Beat Saber is one of the, I mean, literally you're just slicing different arrows to the beat of music in different directions, and somehow just that simple act of doing that is just you can do it for hours and hours and hours. So, and it's, it's something that you really can't duplicate in any other type of, you know, with any other type of system. It's something 
that's really specific to VR. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I think you brought up a really, really cool point in the sense of just how far reaching it was. I mean, I, I know I alluded to that with, in terms of like social media, but that, that is definitely something that I feel like, you know, people may have been aware of VR and it was starting, you know, you're starting to see a lot of the Oculus uh, advertising and stuff like that, but you know, people knew of this game or they had seen this game. Uh, and even though they had no idea what it was or anything about it or, you know, what the VR experience was actually like, they were so too, you know, too far removed from it. They were aware of it, which I think is, is really cool because you know what, like that's, that's just one thing that happened this year. And, you know, as more and more stuff come out and, you know, there's a lot of things that we're looking forward to in 2019, uh, that will make VR a little bit more accessible to the mainstream. Uh, yeah, th that to me is really exciting. And that, that's the word I was looking at. It just for some reason, it just popped into my head now, but yeah, mixed reality videos. It's, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. Yeah. I know. It, it's yeah. It's a, like, like, I mean, they existed before Beat Saber, but I feel like once Beat Saber came out, like when I think of mixed reality, Beat Saber is like the number one thing that comes to my mind is seeing all these people and different costs. Like literally people have taken it so far. Like they, they just, they have a ton of fun, not only playing the mm -hmm. game, but kind of showing people uh, what it what it would be like to kind of to play the game with through these mixed reality videos. And I, I think to some extent that's also, I mean, that's a product of the trailer that the team put out ahead of time. And it's also a product of, but I think that helps spread, you know, the VR virus, so to speak, because people, when you see mixed reality videos, I think, especially people that haven't tried VR, it seems a lot more, you know, interesting and crazy and something that you want to try when you're actually visualizing it that way, you know? So that, so that's another yeah. thing I think that, that's particularly cool about Beat Saber is it's one of those few VR titles that when you see these mixed reality video footage online, it gets people excited about VR and wanting to try it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, no, like yeah. there's not a whole lot of, like I can't think of very many other examples of, of types of games where people have watched footage and of VR and said, man, I really want to play that before actually getting a chance to try it. Like VR mm -hmm. is usually one of those things where you put the headset on, you have a blast and you're like, ah, I get it. But before you put it on, you don't fully, you know, it, it's hard to convey what exactly you're getting into beat saber. Again, simple, really cool, really like, you know, fun looking just from, from the offset uh, for the onset. So it, it gets people excited and wanting to try it. Yeah, and like I like you said, I think there's a certain element of um, simplicity making it that much easier for people to pick up, right? Like, there's not a bunch of rules. You don't have to learn how to operate a, a, a machine gun or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's there's just like you just go in. You don't have to know all the buttons or the, or triggers. You know, people get confused with the grip buttons and trigger, and you know what I mean. And like for us, yep. like it's all second nature. And I'm sure for a lot of the listeners, it's the same thing. But, you know, you, you go in and just to be able to, like, swing your arms and that's all you need to do and swing them to the beat, yeah. swing them to uh, the rhythm and, and what the game is throwing at you makes it makes it much more simple and easy to pick up and, and fun because people can do it and start to master it uh, in a relatively quick amount of time. And, and not to do it, give any spoilers on some of the, the upcoming games on our list, but I think that's kind of, I mean, to me, when I was trying to go through 
the types of experiences that influenced me the most in 2018, I think a lot of, a lot of what came, like when I looked at my list of games, the ones that really stuck out to me were usually the ones that were like that. Like you were saying that were simple and intuitive and like, you know, great examples of experiences that you were all familiar with outside of VR that, it, that, that are now brought to that realm. Because I think those are the kinds of things that really give you a strong sense of presence. Like it's, you know, it's I, I, as much fun as I've had with a lot of different games that require you to, to operate guns and do more traditional video game-like things. I think it's the games that tend to be different that allow you to do things that you're not able to do in other video games that stand, often stand out the most. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that this can kind of lead us uh, into the the second game that we have on our list. And these are these first two games, I would say, were were we both felt like very common or not. We both had them in common as like probably one of our our main games or games that we had spent a lot of time in. And that is Creed. Yep. And yep. again, you know, just just kind of transitioning to that. The reason that that it comes to mind right now is because of the simplicity, right? You go in and you're, you're just waving, you know, you have to box, but there's no, there's no like complicated using the buttons or, you know, aside from like navigating through the menus, but there's, yep. there's nothing like that. It's really just, you know, dodging punches and, and really getting into like the room scale immersiveness of what VR is and could be right. Like you get to circle around this guy or, you know, in a, in a fight. And it's just, it's just so much fun in terms of like, you're just, and I, I, I'm, I always go back and I, I know I mentioned this on the show before, but I always go back to like that ping pong game, uh, 11 mm-hmm. table tennis. Like it's like the really mundane things that you can do in VR that make it so good when they're done well. Right. And so like Beat Saber yep. was great in what it was trying to do and Creed, you know, moving into the, the second game on our list is, is a fantastic example of a boxing game that just nailed it. Yep. And, and just think of the full title Creed rise to glory for Correct. anyone. Yeah. That- yeah that yeah hasn't got picked it up yet i mean creed is creed rise of glory is like yeah it's probably my favorite vr game right now just in terms of like if you ask me at any one point like if i have you know 30 minutes to kill and i want to play something in vr and i don't have any specific itch on my mind i feel like creed is that game that just stands out as just every time i pull it up i have a blast it's a lot of fun. It's a good workout. It it has a super strong sense of presence. Like I I feel like I'm boxing someone, even though it's I'm not able to box someone at that moment in my living room. Like I <laughs> throw on my headset and boom, like literally I'm I'm boxing against someone there in front of me. You know, like you have that strong sense of there is another person here that I am engaging in. You know, with in this in this fight and. Everything like once you get the hang of how of how the, the 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 fighting system works as far as like you know you being in, in like you know you being in sync with your in-game avatar and all those kind of things like everything's just fluid and works and you can like I you can start to tell when you're getting good shots in and like just naturally you don't have any UIs or anything telling you that this guy is you know twenty five percent more health or something like everything it just feels realistic in a sense that yeah. it just works like a real fight would you know no and, that, and like that, you were that's, that's like actually an awesome point is because like you know you 
you have you have no idea how the other person is doing, but the thing is like you just get so amped up and like when you can land a couple of combos, you want to land some more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't it, it I don't know what right, like the right. what algorithms they have running in the background that like causes somebody to get knocked down or like how many punches to the face before they they you know uh, get knocked down yeah. or knocked out. But there's like there's signs, you know, like it feels right, like it doesn't feel like 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 I said when you're getting hits in. You feel like through the like throughout the fight, you start feeling like you're doing well or you're not doing well or like there's all these like kind of signs just like in real life of like yeah it, and 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 the other thing is is one of the coolest things like kind of like Beat Saber in my experience when I've introduced people to Creed, it's they always grasp like I'm always kind of afraid some of the early like like figuring out the tutorial stuff and like. Like I always want to make sure that I teach everyone the basic mechanics of a game before they before they actually have to like you know get into get in there, yeah, like the meat the meat of the game. And so I usually run them through that early tutorial, thinking like, oh, this is going to be a little bit harder for them. They haven't played VR before, or they're pretty new. But it it was always really surprising how quickly people just got all of the different things that they were trying to show you, and always that first fight like as soon as the fight starts, just man, like people are so into it. Like literally like just like, I mean, yeah, they like, especially even people that have never tried VR, I put them in there and they're just all over the room. Like they're treating that room. <laughs> like it's like, it's a like boxing full ring. ring yeah. You know? Yeah. And like, and they're just blown away by it. And I, I get the same, I still get the same feeling when I'm playing it every time. I would like no joke. Like there's some games that you, kind of remember you're in VR, but I would say Creed is one of those games that when I'm in the middle of a, of a fight, I'm not thinking of, of it as VR. I'm thinking of it as I'm trying to take this guy out. Yeah. And, and <laughs> like, just, uh, you know, aside from the fact that you can't feel their punches and it doesn't affect you in the same way as actually getting punched, obviously, right? Like we don't have that yeah. tech yet. And I don't, I don't know that many people would, well, I don't know, maybe some people would be into that, but <laughs> um, you know, like, Aside from that, I just feel like the way the way that they created it, um, yeah, like when you're in it, your adrenaline is pumping. Like you, you just want to go at this person, and it, it everything just seems very fluid, or it feels very fluid, and part of like the game, right? Like you, so I, I don't know, man. It's just these these first two games, especially, I feel like they they really really buckled down on like simplicity and made it, you know, and and made it, you know, it shine in terms of what they were trying to do. Yeah. No, these are like, I mean. Uh, at some point, I want to look back at all of the VR titles out there because I still think that there are some shining examples of, you know, amazing VR from 2016 and 2017 that like still hold up to this day. But I have no doubt in my mind if we were to make like a best VR of all time list that in, for my list, both of these games would make it on. Make it on. I think. I mean, yeah, they're just that I mean, good. I, and I mean, a lot, you know, <laughs> I wonder how much of that is like recency bias, but I, I agree with you as well. in in terms of like, they, they're, they're both very unique in what they were trying to do. You know, like when I remember a lot of the complaints that we'd see on Reddit and just around the, the forums in general in the beginning, were like, oh, this is just another wave game or this is another a wave based game or another shooter or something like that. Like these were very, very different. And we, we had the likes of audio shield and I, 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 I you know, forgive me. I can't remember the name of the other boxing game that, 
uh, had come yeah, up beforehand. Knockout league, not knockout league. Yeah, but but like you know the you know Beat Saber and and Creed just were able to take it to another level in in my opinion. Like they it just yeah. it made it so much more fun. Um, and whether that was like you know in Creed the AI being a little bit better, uh, the graphics being better, or just you know the overall sure. uh, UI of it feeling better. It, it was definitely a step forward, right? And that's what you yep. want to see. That's what you're hoping and expecting within a couple of years of development for for any platform, but, you know, VR specifically. Yep. So to be able to see that come out, you know, within just a year, it was a, a big step forward in my opinion. And, and another thing I think just looking at a lot of the games we're going to be t- mentioning today, I mean, I also think it's a testament to where VR is that, like, for us, we didn't really have a lot of, like, you know, wave-based shooters on this list. Like, there have been examples of wave-based shooters, of course, and there have been some really great ones this year. Sh- Shooty Fruity, or yeah, Shooty Fruity is one that kind of stood out to me as being one that technically didn't make my honorable mention list, but it's still like a good wave shooter. But like this year, I think there have been so many titles that have came out that have all been just like taking VR in a completely different direction. Like there's like, and I, I think developers are getting more comfortable with locomotion in general. So we've seen a lot of really good examples of games that do locomotion in different ways, whether it be, you know, seated experiences, whether it be just like full on kind of, you know, like replicating motion through like hand movements or, uh, or just using sticks and, or, or, you know, room scale stuff. Like, yeah, I think, I think in general, like, I mean, a game like, like Jet Island, I'm not sure. I don't think that was going to be one of the games we talked about today, but like the amount, like literally the fact that there are games now in VR where they're essentially open world environments that you can just go everywhere and, and really like where, where moving around the environment is the main thing that you do in the game and that that works. Like it shows that. I think developers are making progress in terms of the types of movements and stuff that are capable. And, and yeah, there's just so many different kinds of experiences now in VR. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and we, we've talked about these games beforehand, so I don't want to dig too deep into all of them because I feel like we, yeah. we have separate episodes. But, uh, you know, I think those two were probably at the top of both of our lists in terms of, like, yep. time spent and just kind of overall impact made. Um, yeah. The next couple of games, well, you, you know, let's let's do contractors first because I think that was yeah. a fun one that we all got to experience, and that you know there was a recent episode that we just did uh, talking about this, so we don't have to dive into it too much. But I, I think contractors really nailed it in terms of like being something fresh. I mean, there's always different shooters coming out there, but whether it was a mix of like right place, right time, right, you know, you know what I mean? Like whatever people were yep. looking for, you know, I, I actually just jumped back into onward for the first time today in a, in a while. And, um, and it's, it's fantastic. Like it's, it's definitely in the upper echelon of, of games. And obviously it came out in a, in a previous year, so it's not included here, but you know, contractors and what it was able to do and just how fluid it was and how different it was, even though it's in the same genre of games. Yeah. Um, that that was something fresh, something that we we really enjoyed and wanted to include on the, on this list, uh, and and it came out in December, so it was actually a very late ad for us. But just the fact that I, we were able to get in some time and our time, especially in the multiplayer session, 
uh, or, or at least our collaborative multiplayer session was just so impactful. Like we we all had like a ton of fun playing it, yeah. Which was which was really cool. You know what I mean? And I'm not. This is not to diminish any other games that have the same kind of element, but uh, you know it. It was just a lot of fun, and we saw a lot of other folks online playing, and you know the player base seems to be growing, and so you know I, there, I, I'm yeah. excited. I, I hope it doesn't die out. No, I totally agree. I, I had a blast playing Contractors, and I think you know in general, uh, Contractors is a good example of just how amazing uh, VR experiences can be for multiplayer because you just have a different sense of being with your friends in the, those environments than you than you get through other games. I mean, you really feel like you're in the presence of your friends, like playing with them. And like for us, we were, you know, communicating over Steam chat and all of that while we were, you know, on teams in the game. And that kind of helped. I know they have, you know, in-game chat as well, but just being able to communicate so openly with you guys, you know, from lobby to lobby and then in the games and then, and then to really like, you know, I, I think contractors, especially what stood out to me in that game, what it did so well is uh, like the, the maps were very memorable to me. Yeah. So that's true. Like, They're whereas, well done. yeah, like the mechanics are similar to Pavlov and, and onward, like you had mentioned. And like, it's, it's another shooter, like, and like more of a realistic military type shooter. But the thing that really stood out to me in that game was just how varied the maps were. And I really liked how the terrain was so up and down and, like it almost felt like Halo maps or, or like, yes, and we like, I think like we even mentioned that memories. verbatim. Yeah. yeah, like like I have like multiplayer games that leave the biggest impression on me are ones that like literally I can I have memories of what traversing those maps are like, and for some like I mean just take any memory you might have of playing some of the maps in Halo, and then multiply that times ten when you're playing those kind of maps in VR because you literally feel like you're, you know, in the map. Like you're literally like, you know, you're, you're there. And there really isn't much, you know, there aren't other types of experiences where you can really say that. Like it, some of those maps I feel like are, have been placed are places that I've actually been and like, and in like, you know, running on, on yeah. some of those, like, you know, Rocky maps and then going yep, down yep. into like the, going down into the building and like underneath there trying to trying to do some of the, the the mission objectives and holding off you know entrances and exits with you guys while like like it was just super super fun and yeah like I, I mean when you have good experiences like that like like I don't know if it's just contractors or it's the fact that you know like we had the, that magical gaming moment when we were playing with that game but like yeah, it's it's an ex- it's a really good example of the types of memories and the types of experiences you can have in VR. I think. Yeah, no, I I agree wholeheartedly, and then, uh, you know, I I really hope that people don't. How do I say this without sounding bad to either game? I hope people don't graduate or feel the need to graduate to onward. Um, you know, I, I hope the player base stays intact, and I hope that contractors can since it still is in early access, I hope that it can carve a niche for itself in that genre of games. You know what I mean? Just because like, yeah, it does. I feel like, and it's hard to describe, but I feel like it does offer something a little bit different than like something that's much more tactical uh, and complex in the sense of like, um, in the sense of, of onward. Right. But 
there's there's definitely a lot of cool things that I think that it can do to differentiate itself and and be fun as a different game. Not to take anything away from Onward, I love that game, but so that you can have multiple games within this genre and really start to grow the community uh, and have you know in the same way that you you look at like uh, Xbox with all its different uh, first person shooters to have that in in VR as well and to start to build and expand within genres. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, I have a blast playing games like Onward and all of these games. I mean, one of the one of the things in 2018 that I first experimented with and really had a blast doing was was playing some of these games with uh, with uh, what's it called with a with a, a, a gun mount. So the the fact that I was able to use that mount to really you know like connect my controllers to and feel like I was actually holding a holding a gun in these matches, like it made it that more you know immersive for me and. Uh, yeah, I I had fun playing Onward, no doubt. But there was something about Contractors VR that just like hit me to where I just didn't want to stop playing. Like I just I could have played. Like I mean, we <laughs> yeah. played for hours. I think. Yeah, we could have played for a lot longer. I, I could have played for a lot longer. I literally just had to go. Like it wasn't one of those things. Like I didn't want to stop anytime soon. So yeah, like that that says well, something right hopefully there. Hopefully, once like, you're back, you have we'll a have game. a chance to to jump into another session. No, I totally. I'd I'd be down to play it right now. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get to uh, just to I guess round out our our top five. And again, this is just this is just our list. Uh, well, I guess the rest of this list is going to be mainly Ronnie. Um, Ronnie had, like I said, Ronnie had a chance to play a couple more games, and I felt like these these next two, Paper Valley and Pixel Rip, you can kind of briefly just touch on your experience sure. with them and and why you feel like you wanted to include them in our quote unquote top five whatever that means even though we're going to have honorable mentions afterwards sure so yeah i mean number one uh, you know i i think i wanted our top five to be comprised of the games that left the biggest impact on on me and us as a team and so those first few games those the first games we mentioned were ones that were definitely shared you know between all of us and i know damon wanted to be on this podcast i i'm like he I'm sure he would totally agree with those choices because he played a ton of, of all those games with us as well. Um, you know, Paper Valley and, and Pixel Rip 1989 are both different types of games completely, but they both do what they're trying to do super, super well. So Paper Valley, um, for me, it was one of those games where the moment I tried it, I just felt so in love with the game world and so at peace when I was playing it that I didn't want to stop until I finished it. I mean, I think, uh, again, as someone that gets to play a ton of VR and is just trying out all kinds of experiences and, you know, trying to think about the games that, that I play from kind of a more technical and, you know, kind of a, a critical analysis of what I'm doing. Um, I don't always get a chance to, to play through everything and beat everything that I, that I start, but paper Valley was one of those games where once I got on a roll in the game, I just, like it was just, I, I just felt, you know, so, so in rhythm and, and I was just having so much fun. The, the game essentially, I mean, it's like a lot of the other games on our list, to be honest, is nothing like super, super complicated. I mean, essentially you're throwing paper airplanes at different, like, you know, through different, uh, like rings or, di- or at different locations in a game world. And you're just moving from, from point to point. And each time, you know, you just have different like targets basically to hit with these paper airplanes. 
but the way that they control the paper, you control the paper airplanes, like you, you know, flick your wrist with the, with the motion controllers, but then you're able to actually kind of steer the paper airplanes by twisting your wrist further while it's in the air. And there's just like a nuance to how you're able to guide the airplane that just feels super satisfying and compelling. And again, it's, it's something that you can't do with any other type of gaming experience. And then on top of that, I, you could just tell the developers really understood what made uh, VR experience is special. All of the sense of the like the 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 sense of presence that you get, you know, like they would do little things that would just make you feel as if you're in the world more so than than if they wouldn't have done. Like like what like when you would collect like one of the the symbols that you had to show you how many airplanes that you had in your inventory, they would be kind of circling around your you as you were st- standing in in a place. And so you'd see these these uh, paper airplanes kind of flying around you in three D three dimensional space, and then you would have to grab one out of the air so that you could use it to throw it. And that's like a simple thing to do, but it adds a lot to feeling like you're actually in the environment because the the planes are flying around you. Again, it's it's not something that you're like all the three dimensionality and the interactions. Like like they didn't have to have have you grab those out of the air in mm-hmm. front of you. But by adding that little thing there, even before you're starting the real motion that is the game, you're already doing something that kind of pulls you in. And then, you know, as you would progress through these levels, you'd be, you know, basically hitting one target and then teleporting over to that, to that, that spot that you would hit. Um, you would move higher and higher up in these levels. And sometimes, you know, you would be standing on like a single pillar and you'd look down and you're at this at this wide open you know chasm you know you're in the middle of like some jungle environment or something and you would get that sense like oh i don't want to fall you're standing on this small platform but you have to throw these paper airplanes and like it's just all those little things like like you know those sense of height and danger and and being in these strange locations is all something that again like you only get to experience in VR. And I just think that like, it was so smart of them to take, like not only did they make the mechanic of throwing the planes fun and satisfying, but then they let that mechanic guide you through these levels that also took advantage of some of the coolest parts of VR. And so it was just, yeah. And overall, just overall the experience was just super enjoyable, super fun and fascinating. And it was just unlike anything else that I, you know, I played this year. So I, I really wanted to mention it. No, cool. and then, yeah. and then, and then the other game, yeah, Pixel Rip 1989. Um, that's a game that I mean, I remember when I first got to try it again at GDC, and I, yeah, a lot of the games that that are on this list this year, I got to check out, you know, back then, and I knew they were going to be special. Pixel Rip was definitely one that I hadn't really known much about before I got a chance to play it. And I, I got to sit down with the developers and, and, and try it there for the first time. And I was just blown away by how creative an idea it was. I mean, essentially, you're, uh, you're someone, like you're a girl that is pl- like, basically is playing uh, like, a, like a Game Boy type game 
and then actually kind of get sucked into the game and the elements of the game get pulled into her world. And it's kind of this mesh of, you know, back and forth between, you know, you know, real world versus video game. It's all in virtual reality and kind of the interplay of all these things going back and forth. So you're like playing a 2D, you're literally holding a, a Game Boy in virtual reality through a lot of the game and playing platformers on that in in virtual reality Game Boy. And then all of a sudden when when you know when things from the Game Boy world kind of go out to her world, now you're you're in 3D space within the headset and you're now dealing with these things like on both levels. And it's just like the pixel art that is used in the game is super uh super detailed and super uh, you can tell it was just everything about this game was just crafted with so much love and so much attention to detail and it's just like it it really doesn't do the game justice to explain it in words it's one of those things that you really have to play yourself to kind of understand you know and understand what went into it and what what the ideas are but uh, again it's like something until you've tried it you just like the concept alone is difficult to even grasp, let alone like, I can't, I can only imagine, like, I remember the, the, the main, the, the main developer, it was basically one, one, one person, uh, that, that came up with the idea for this game and, and did most of the work on it, honestly. And she, uh, came up with the idea, I think in a dream or something. And it, it really feels like that when you're playing it, like it's, it's this kind of surreal concept, and I just can't imagine what it what it took to take that concept and actually effectuate it into a game that actually worked in virtual reality. It's it's just a it's an incredible creative feat, I think, and it's it's definitely a game for people to check out. Yeah, no, I mean, I've seen videos of it, and it's definitely something that's on my list of things to play, but. Uh, like we said at the beginning, there's just a long list of things I need to catch up on. So, oh yeah, uh, it's uh, I'm I'm glad you included it. I mean, obviously it had uh, quite the impact on you, uh, and so hopefully if anybody else listening has not checked it out and wants to, definitely let us know what your experiences are like with it, and you know convince me to move it up on my priority list. Yep, yep. Um, so what else? So so what what number are we on right now? Well, so that, we, we made it through, I guess, the, the top five that we had kind of okay. collectively decided, uh, and co- collectively in the sense that like you filled out the, the, the top two just because I, I didn't feel fully comfortable in any other game or wanting to include it you know, in, in my top five necessarily. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think we can move on to some of our honorable mentions now. We, we'll just, we can like run through these games, but I'll start with this first one just because we may want to discuss it a little bit more. And you have not had the chance to play this, which is very rare for me to have played something that you haven't played yeah. yet. So I've been on break. So yeah, I, yeah. I haven't had a chance. Uh, but uh, that is Blade and Sorcery. And I, oh man, we, we've talked, we talked about this actually extensively before the call, but I think <laughs> we should revisit some of the things just because I think there was some interesting analysis that both you and I did. And it's, I wanted to include it not as like, you know, our, our top game. I think it still has the potential to be people's top game just because it is it is really interesting, even though it's still in early access. But what what made me want to include this was how the game made me feel. And that is actually a little uncomfortable. And I don't say this in a bad way. I, I actually mean it in well, in a bad way in terms of um in terms of 
the technology and and the game and how fluid it is. Uh, maybe it's bad in, in how I'm losing my humanity and becoming desensitized to violence. But that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole other other conversation. And, and like I told uh, Ronnie beforehand, like I I, I I'm never gonna get on the train that. You, I'm never going to get on the bandwagon saying that, you know, video games cause people to be more violent or, or desensitized. I think that, I, I think that you can't really pin that solely on video games. I think there's a lot that goes into it. Um, uh, although, like I said, being in the game and like, and, and the difference that I, I, I was speaking about earlier was like, you know, when, when you're shooting someone, even if it's from up close and, and I used Arizona sunshine from last year as as a reference and seeing, you know, body parts kind of fly all over the place. Like it's one thing maybe with zombies, but you're up close and this is like very intense, uh, intimate physical combat that you're getting into in very much like, you know, if you ever watch the old school movie gladiator or probably, you know, uh, anybody who watches like game of Thrones, it's, it's very medieval style combat and you're using a variety of different weapons, but the physics in the game are ridiculous in the sense that like, you're just like, I mean, it's super violent, super gory. And I, I think I just wasn't ready for it. And I don't know, you know, I think that it'll, it'll take a little bit for me to, you know, I've, I've jumped into two sessions now because I, I was like really just kind of shaking after the first one. And then I was yeah. like, I got to try it again because I need to see, you know, what I, I really need to dig in and, and, and figure what this is all about. And I, the second time around was much, much more fun, much better. And I think, as I continue to explore the game, I'm going to find what, you know, I'm going to continue to find really what the hype is all about. Because I think the whole point is that it's supposed to help you improve or, you know, it's, it's supposed to be one of the best games in terms of melee combat, right? So yep. I think swordplay is something that I have, you know, since as a kid, I've always been fascinated with. Uh, and yeah. I think any, any kid, like, you know, you, you want to just, you'll pick up two sticks with your brother or sister and just pretend like you're sword fighting, right? So now you can do that with, you know, six foot tall, other gladiators then and and really just kind of go to town with it. And again, the, the violence is on another level. So I, I feel like I do need to put some type of discretion out there. Uh, you know, I think I saw a review disclaimer. on there. Disclaimer. Yeah, disclaimer. You know, I think someone's saying like nobody under the age of 14 should play this. I, I, I think that's probably a good rule. And I think there are definitely some people that you should keep away from the game completely just because it's, it it can be, I don't want to say a little much, but I think it can be overwhelming. And you know, yeah, for, no, it, it's in, it's interesting to hear you talk about it because, like, I totally understand where you're coming from in terms of, like, I I'm one of those people that plays most video games, violent or otherwise, without kind of batting an eye. I don't really think much of it, probably because I am desensitized to, you know, what some of that stuff is like in video game form. Like, I I, I look at video games from a different light i think but vr is so different from a traditional yeah. video game you have such and, a visceral connection yeah. to what you're doing agreed and, that- and, and the thing is like there's there's a very big difference between like shooting someone even if it's up close and like the game does a great job of this like you stab someone in the face or in the body like they start bleeding you feel it the 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 haptics in the controllers are so good i don't know what they're doing that's different than other games but like you feel it you really have to pull your sword out or your knife out and the thing is like you know like i said you're up close not even more than a couple feet away from these people and you stab someone in the body or in the face like it's it's like right there in front of you and again 
I I've played a bunch of violent games before, so I I feel not not I'm not trying to say that I'm super desensitized or one way or another. I'm just saying like I I feel like I've played violent games before, whether that was on console before or you know there's a ton of shooters out here, including like yeah. John Wick, Onward, like all the or Arizona Sunshine, and this one it just it just got me because of how how intimate the fighting was and how like very very like close and physical it really was. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I, I'm interested. I'm really excited to check it out for myself to kind of see how I, because yeah, it, I I've heard people compare it to Gorn in some ways. I know Gorn is super cartoony, but super over the top in terms of all that kind of stuff. But again, kind of has more of a a rubbery kind of cartoony feel to it all. So I'm wondering, I'm like, and even that kind of like sometimes I felt a little bit guilty, especially like sometimes you're playing in the headset and it's only you seeing it and you feel, but like knowing that that stuff is being played. Like my wife is, is seeing, you know, that I'm <laughs> playing a game. Like, like it's on the TV and it's like, uh, what are you doing in that game? Again? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a little bit. Yes. No. So I'm curious to see, and I, I'm excited because like you said, I've heard nothing but amazing things about just the way the melee combat in that game works. So, and and I obviously love Creed and that's an example of, of melee combat without, you know, swords and, and other weapons and stuff. So, yeah. Um, and I think we talked about that beforehand. I mean that, that, you know, it's different with Creed, although, so the, the similarities in the sense of like, it's very, you know, close, uh, physical combat, but there's just, there's just something that like really pumped my adrenaline up to 11. And it, it very much evoked like this fight or flight response. Like, you know, the first time you get into Creed, you feel that right. But like, as the game kind of goes on, uh, you know, it's, you're, you're just in a boxing fight and you get used to that. And maybe that'll be the case. The more, you know, someone continues to play, um, blade and sorcery, but yeah. like, you know, it, it's very different, like being in an, in a ring, fighting someone in a boxing match versus being in a ring and, and watching someone who, who, who's your height or maybe even taller charge at you with a sword or try to stab you with a knife, like right at your face. Right. Like it's just, it's, it's again. And, and this is, this is the beauty of, of virtual reality, right? Like it's, it's a different experience because like, these are things that I would say that the typical person has not really experienced in their life. And even though it's virtual, even though the graphics aren't fully there, um, and the graphics are decent. I'm not, I'm just talking about VR in general, right? Like the, the graphical fidelity of the, of this technology isn't fully there yeah. to make you feel like you're looking at it through your own two eyes. Sure. It's, it's still jarring in the sense of like, holy crap, like someone just swung a sword at me or someone's charging at me or someone tried to stab me in the gutter in the face, you know, like th these crazy. are just experiences people have never had in real life to compare to something. So for me, yeah. you know, I mean, I guess, thankfully I should say I've never had to, these experiences in real life, but like, you know, to, to experience that in, in VR is still like, you know, at least for the first time, felt very jarring for me. And I was like, holy crap, I need to get a shield. Dude, I want to run. If you, if but you yeah. reacted this way, if you reacted this way, I just can't imagine what it would be like to throw somebody that is less used to VR into something like that. Oh my this. gosh, I think that they would be <laughs> terrified, right? Like, I, I mean, I throw people into boxing from time to time and they're like, they just don't Freaked want it. Freaked out, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so like, it's... I, Again, I, and this is Creed is completely different because it's boxing, right? Like it's a it's a modern sport. A lot of people are used to it. Like the only time people have seen like physical combat with uh, with swords and knives and and axes is is on television, right? Like and yep. and not and it's that is very like 
uh, what's c- cinematic or what's the word I'm looking yeah. for? It, it's just very theatrical, right? It's not like yeah, there are very few shows or, or, or movies or things like that that'll like really put you in on the ground. And then even still, for somebody who has been in VR and then watched somebody else playing VR on a, on a flat screen, you know that difference is indescribable. That that difference is 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 completely like it's it's beyond anything that that you can imagine right like that yeah. that, that to me is, is really fascinating to happen again today with with folks like they'll play something um or they'll be watching their friend play something and then they'll jump in and they'll be like wow that's that's like i don't like i saw what was happening but it was completely different being in there right like i saw this person play this game before me and it didn't look you know whatever but as soon as i got in like it was just a completely different world 360 degrees you know what I mean? Like it's just it's it's something else completely. And so, I, yeah, your your Zane's reaction right now is uh, this is the Zane we're talking with on the podcast today is uh, battle hardened Zane after, <laughs> after after experiencing after experiencing the the realities I, of the battlefield. Yeah, I don't know why I feel so amped up right now talking about this game. <laughs> I, honestly, like I because I I. I Got out of the game and I, I played it. What maybe a couple of hours ago? And I think literally I, you were I, just a gladiator. Yeah, like, and I, just, well, I texted. You, but the thing is, like, as soon as I got out, I texted you guys and I was like, "Wow, that was insane! I don't know if I can handle it." <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, that's what I said to both of you guys, and then, and then that kind of just started this conversation where Ronnie got really excited, and wanted to try it, and it's just, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to hear your thoughts, and so maybe we can do an episode once I've had more time to play with it, and once you've had a chance to jump in. Uh, where we actually focus uh, just on the game itself and do more of like a game talk yeah. review. I mean, people really seem to like it a lot. So obviously, it it's leaving a strong reaction one way or another. Like, like I'm not surprised by your reaction given that, I mean, if people like it, it's probably doing VR right. And a game like that, if it's doing VR right, obviously is going gonna, is gonna to be pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, so. I, I mean, I yeah, I I won't go into any anything else. I not to spoil it, but just yeah, I, we'll I, talk I, about it yeah. more soon. And there, sure. yeah, there's just some like real gruesome aspects of it that, like I said, I think you just I don't want to say it's an appreciation, but I think just a better understanding of like what this kind of combat is like. And uh, yeah, you know, for for better or for worse, I mean, like it's here now, so I, I don't think it's a bad thing to experience it for people that want to experience it. But it's yeah, just yeah. it's it's something else, man. You got to try it. All right, no, I, it sounds good to me. I, I'm definitely so. What's so back onto our honorable mentions list? So yeah. I know- so here, well, we can we just we can just go through these, and these are these are all going to be you, I think. Like in terms of yeah, I, these are games I haven't even had a chance to to try yet, but. Um, I think you had Island Time as the next one. Yeah, and Island Time was one. I mean, it's a really short, simple, but really fun game. Uh, again, I got to try this at GDC, and was it G? Yeah, it was GDC. Um, but it was one of those games that still to this day, when I have people over, I'm able to take out and have a blast with. Uh, basically, it's just like a really goofy kind of silly survival game where. You're on a tiny island with a talking crab, and uh, everything's very cartoony. And you basically are just tasked with trying to survive as long as possible. So, like, you're literally the island is like as big as like I don't know a car. It's it's a tiny island, and there's certain uh, like resources on the island, like coconuts. You can you can grab a stick and uh, mix it with like like craft uh, a spear 
using like a using a, a piece of like flint or or, or or like an arrowhead and then you can like stab at fish and cook them over a fire and eat them and so you're basically just constantly trying to eat and keep your health up while it's constantly being depleted and fend fend off your resources against seagulls and other things that are coming at you to try to thwart your your efforts to survive and it's just whoever survives the longest wins and at at the end when you when you run out of food and you're not able to survive anymore or if you catch on fire or god knows what else happens to you then you know it'll just tell you oh you survived you know seven minutes or ten minutes or whatever and so it's like a quick like it's fun it's frantic it's silly like just like a lot of the the fun you know like old school vr games now like job simulator and some of those other ones where you're you know tossing stuff and and picking stuff up and just kind of figuring out silly things to do with different types of uh, items that you can interact with like all all of those mechanics are present here and just the presentation's really really nice and and clean and and inviting and yeah it's just a fun game so like out of all that like ironically even though i've pl- i've played so many more you know, complicated games this year. Uh, Island Time is one of the ones that I've probably spent the most time in just because it's so simple to play and it's so fun to just kind of get a quick fix, you know, when you when you have mm-hmm. a moment to play. So cool, cool. Yeah. I mean, again, these are these are all games that I will need to to jump into. I, I think the the next ones you had, you wanted to kind of mention them together because I think they were all puzzle games, but Transpose, yeah. Blind, and Twilight Path. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I wanted to mention those because they all do things that are very different from each other, but they're all very, very well-crafted games, and they're all really cool puzzle games. Like, I'd say actually in terms of actual puzzle mechanics, Transpose and Blind are probably, like, the most interesting in terms of, like, Transpose has, has you kind of, like, like almost, like, I, I, I'm, it's been a while, so describing some of these things can get a little bit tricky but basically you're using like game mechanics to duplicate yourself and then run certain tasks as part of the puzzle so like you'll do one part of the puzzle and then kind of record yourself doing that part and then and then get to start over and then do another part of the puzzle while the recording of you does the other section and like sometimes it can get really really complicated where there's all sorts of different like huge large numbers of you doing different parts of puzzles together so it's almost like you're playing these puzzles with yourself to some degree and they're mm-hmm. like i i've seen those types of mechanics in traditional games before like non-vr games but there's something about seeing yourself actually do something in vr that is just so much different and, and so much more compelling so so that so transpose is really a unique and well-executed title in that game that in that way and I'd say that anyone that's looking for like a for for a real challenge in terms of like mind melt warping kind of just trippy puzzle type mechanics, I, I think Transpose is something you should definitely check out. Um, and then in terms of uh, Blind, I the 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 thing there, Blind was just such a unique twist on 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 a game mechanic that I just thought. It was something that had to be mentioned on this list. Essentially, I mean, it's mostly like escape room type puzzles. 
like you're just solving kind of different like different small puzzles within different rooms to kind of move on um, throughout the game, at least at the parts that I had played. But the thing that's unique about blind is that in the game, your character is literally blind. So, and this is something that you could only do in VR. Hmm. You have the headset on and literally it's just black. Like you can't see anything. And like there, if you press certain, but like the only way that you can kind of see remnants of what's going on in the game is if you pick up certain objects, like you can, like, like you can, the, with a button press, you can kind of get very, very, very faint white line, like kind of impressions of what some of the objects are in the room in front of you. And so you use that to kind of find certain objects in the room. If you go and pick up an object and kind of throw it, they, like think of it as Daredevil. You know how Daredevil, he oh, can't yeah, see, yeah. but... It's like a sonar can, effect, right? But he can hear, yeah. In blind, that's the way that you actually figure out what's around you. So you can, like, so you're, like, pinging, you're kind of making small, like, either pinging noises to try to get the initial ones, or eventually when you're able to locate objects in the room, you pick up the objects and you throw it against the wall. And literally, when you throw it against the wall, the sound waves kind of reverberate, and you're able to see those in, like, outlines of what's going on. Okay. Yeah. And so it's just a really, and it, it's a really well executed, like cool mechanic. And again, it's something that like at first it was kind of a little bit oppressive in terms of like, you feel like you literally like you're in this room and you're trying to figure out these puzzles and you have to keep, you know, finding ways of making sound to, to like, like eventually there's like music boxes that you can twist to kind of that make like kind of rhythmic sounds while you're in the room that just kind of. Like you can imagine like those kind of sonar waves hitting over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like light, dark, light, dark, light, dark as the sound's going. And like, yeah, it's just a really cool concept. So again, it's, it's a game that like, if, 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 if you're interested in finding different mechanics and especially, like I said, something you can only do in VR, like how else are you going to be blind in a game and kind of have to feel your way through sound and all of that kind of stuff. That's something that you can only do in this medium. So it's, it's, it's something definitely worth checking out there. And then the last one I wanted to mention was Twilight Path. And uh, Twilight Path was just a really cool game in terms of, like, I, the only thing about, like, Twilight Path would be much higher on my list um, if the game had done what I'm about to say a little bit earlier in its, in its premise. Essentially, like, this is a game from Charm Game. Charm Games, they're the ones that made Form. with, And I've, I've had a chance to, to talk to and get to know those guys quite a bit uh, over the past year. Um, they always make great games. They understand VR super well. And all, all the puzzles in, in Twilight Path are great. Um, in Twilight Path, I think their main focus, from, from what I remember talking to them about, they really wanted to focus more on character and story in this game compared to some of their other ones. They had uh, compared to form they had you know more characters they had you know the environments were much larger and more grand and like a lot of that stuff was super super interesting and engaging the thing that i loved most about it was at the end where they were incorporating puzzle solving in vr with actual like boss battles so you're you know kind of taking on and i don't want to give any spoilers but like you're taking on you know s- some of the you know, one of the main antagonists of, of the game 
near the end. Yeah. And you're using a lot of the you're using a lot of the the puzzle mechanics that you had played through earlier in the game to actually do damage to the character. And so it was a really cool and like now that I'm mentioning it, also just the 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 scale of the world that they created and the characters. Like some of the characters just seeing them and meeting them in the game like left a big impression. They were really visually like in and from a scale perspective, like just super stunning. So so all that stuff left a strong impression, but it was really the end of the game where I was like, ah, that's like a that's really, really cool and really fun how they're incorporating these puzzles with the characters, with the story. Um and I just wish there was more of that. So that I from you know at the end of the game, kind of Marvel style, they allude to the fact that there's going to be more Twilight Path coming. So that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so it was one of those things. Like I I I I haven't talked to them about you know what their plans are to expand the game yet or anything like that. But uh, it the game definitely made me super excited for more to come, and I hope that that's something that they double down on. You know, in the future in their games is kind of finding a way to kind of now. Like they're obviously good at telling stories and good at creating characters and really good at creating these like these set piece moments. Now, if they can if they can do more to incorporate those with the puzzle elements, like I mean, it, it, they'll really have something super special in their hands. So it's it's definitely something that you know is worth checking out, and and that's why I wanted to pair all three of those games. You know, Transpose, Blind, and Twilight Path are all examples of of puzzle games this year done very well in VR. And I, I think that's like, I mean, one of the things I noticed some of the strongest games of 2018 for virtual reality, in my opinion, has to do with puzzle mechanics because there's just so many interesting things that you can do with, the, with, with those types of games. Yeah. I seemed like that was uh, quite the running theme through a lot of the games that we had been talking about throughout the year. Yeah, no, there've been a lot of them and they're, and they're also different. So that's why like I, it's it's fun it's really it's really uh invigorating to see all these types of different games coming out because they they all have unique spins on things like you never feel like you're doing just the same thing every game is something new to learn yeah well the i think the last game that we kind of put on our list was arcus path which i think you said is somewhat similar yeah we'll see like originally i was thinking arcus path was a puzzle game but i mean it is a puzzle game kind of but it's more like I always like in when I talked about my time with Arcus Path, I kind of uh, compared it to games like Marble Madness or like Super Monkey Ball. I don't know if you've heard of like either of those games, but like yeah, I'm familiar a, with them. Yeah, so like like basically, just think about like you know getting a marble from w- the beginning of the level to the end of the level, but the levels are you know all kinds of crazy rails and and holes and pitfalls and like you're trying to maneuver this ball uh, on this course and that's what arcus path is but it's just done super it's all in vr so everything these 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 courses are all in 3d and then you're controlling the ball with your gaze so you don't even need motion controls or anything oh, like that's that interesting. it's okay yeah it's all about where you look and like at first it was a little bit hard to get used to but when i when i got the hang of it it got like you really get into it, and actually, the the fact that you're moving your your head and moving your the direction that you're looking, like you start really getting into it. Like like you feel like like I was starting to lean 
you know, into some of those turns and everything, you, like you feel like your whole body starts to to get into it as you're playing through the, the levels. And they're all really like, you know, well-designed maps and the, just from a technical standpoint, the game looks great. And then, yeah, once you get used to the mechanics, it feels great too. So it was just one of those games that for what it was, I just thought it was executed super well. And again, it's such a unique type of game and in VR, it feels a lot different than that same type of game would be if it wasn't in VR. Like it just, it has a, a, a more tangible quality to it and like in a more engaging quality than, than it would outside of VR. So it's a game again, like out of all these games, like each one of these games that we've picked, I feel like kind of scratches a different itch in terms of something you might be looking for in VR. And I, I think this is definitely, you know, a, a unique game that people should definitely check out if they're looking to, to have a well-rounded library. Yeah, I, I agree. Now, let me, let me go ahead and add one, one last minute addition to this. No, and, go and ahead. I, I was, I was on the fence cause we had been talking about it before, but I figured might as well just mention it. But, uh, we talked about it on a previous podcast as well, but Vox Machinae, uh, if that's yeah. how you pronounce it uh, again, yep. it, it's, it's a seated experience and I, I'm, I'm not, let me, let me, how do I say this? I, it's not that I dislike seated experiences. I think there can be some really, really cool ones. Uh, I, I'm just all about room scale, right? Like I want to experience something that's like truly, truly like room scale VR. And, um, since Vox Machina is a seated experience and I was actually using the, the, just like a game pad to play it rather than, um, the Vive Wands, although I believe you can use hand controllers. Um, you can, you can. So, but either way, I, I think that was another cool game. And I, I just want to mention it because it was unique. I think it's one of the first games of its kind to do that kind of like mech suit or mech warrior type of game. And, uh, and the graphics were really good. The gameplay was, was, you know, a little, there's a learning curve, but once you get past that, I mean, the, I felt like the game was actually a lot of fun to play. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So, I had a fun. I, so yeah, a I just wanted to kind of with you. Yeah, and I, so I just figured it, it's it's worth mentioning because I, I I do feel like it was it is worth checking out if you are into those types of games. And again, I'm not trying to diminish you know from a CD experience. I'm just trying to say what I personally prefer. Uh, but yep. there's a lot of cool games that are are seated experiences and and offer you know quite. I mean, they they're still very much a part of what virtual reality has to offer. But for me, I, I just I'm always looking for like full on, um, room scale stuff. So no, uh, I, I, yeah, I agree with you. And there's two other ones real quick, um, that I wanted to mention before getting into, there's like, there's two games that I got to play that I want to mention. And then there's like two or three games that I haven't played that I want to mention. So the two that real quick that, um, that I did play that I think are really worth looking into are downward spiral horror station and Kiaro and the Elixir of Life. So both of these games, like neither of these games are perfect, but I think both like both have a huge ambition to their design that I think is definitely worth checking out for people that are interested in these types of games. So um, first, Downward Spiral Horror Station. I mean, I think that game, again, like as far as creating a sense of place and presence, is one of the strongest titles that came out in 2018. Um, it It's... It has a very like 1980s like kind of like you know classic sci-fi feel to it, like almost like you're playing uh, 2001: Space Odyssey, in you know 
but you're actually there in the station. Um, it, the music, the atmosphere, just all everything about it. It's like, super creepy. If you ever watch like yeah. Event Horizon or something like that, yeah, it's super creepy. It, it's super creepy and just super like yeah, you're just there, and and so that game. I mean, for people that are into sci-fi, it's like you can't rec- like it's just. It's something that you have to play in VR, I think. The movement in that game is very unique. Uh, I think that's one of the first games to do something like that. And uh, again, it's in space. So, you know, you're using either a grappling gun or I feel like they do zero gravity very well. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. Like, it it definitely left a strong impression on me. That's for sure. So I I had to mention that. And then also Kiaro and and the Elixir of Life. Um, That game has a very whimsical kind of Miyazaki kind of feel to the world. The the art direction is super strong. The storyline and how they have all that set up uh, also super strong. And then just the pure ambition of the world that they're creating and all of the different things that you do um, throughout your journey in that game. It's just, yeah, like, like I said, like as far as like a story-driven uh, VR experience, I feel like it's one of the strongest of the year and uh, definitely a game I think worth checking out and, and one that I, I'm not sure that a lot of people know about, but um, as soon as I heard about it and, and, and got a chance to kind of see what it was like, I was super, super excited to try it and super excited to talk to the developers about the game. And it's, yeah. And it, and it definitely like lives up to what they were trying to, I'm curious to see kind of what their next project is because uh, this was actually the studio's first game. So, and for that kind of an outing, I mean, like everything about it just seems super high quality. Um, you know, the the music, the art, everything just very well done. So if that's their first attempt or crack at, at a game in VR, like I, I really think that that they'll they're a team to watch out for in the future. Yeah, no, it's yeah, there, there's stuff, some cool stuff. Didn't you have two games that you wanted to play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these are just yeah, the, the two main games that I haven't gotten a chance to play that I've been, for whatever reason, I've just been so busy, I haven't got a chance to. And these are, it's kind of like a crime. That's why I feel like I'm, I'm, uh, I, I mentioned them here as kind of, you know, in hopes that you'll forgive me that I didn't get a chance <laughs> to get to these games. Uh, the two, virtual, virtual reality, which I heard great things about, like comparisons to, to Stanley Parable and Portal and these other you know, kind of, you know, comedy games that are out there, um, on the, on, you know, on traditional games. Um, and then, uh, the other game, uh, was where thoughts go prologue. And that's another game that, you know, you know, it, it, I've heard nothing but amazing things about that. I just haven't had a chance to play. So no, man, I totally agree with you. I mean, there's there's definitely stuff that I need to catch up on. So if you need to catch up on titles, that's just more titles that I need to catch up on. So um, let's let's keep that list running. And uh, whenever we get a chance, especially when you get back, any multiplayer games, we should definitely try to jump into together. Yeah, no, I agree. So let's uh, that that's all the games that we had, at least on our list. And if we left anything off that you feel, uh, you know, for for listeners that you feel like we definitely need to take a look at or or give a try to, 
please let us know, you know, uh, tweet us, shoot us an email, uh, whatever the case is, let us know one way or another, uh, because we, we, we want to be as, uh, as inclusive and as, uh, far reaching as possible. So we're always looking for something new, something we, we try to, we, I feel like Ronnie, you do a really good job of finding like obscure titles as does Damon in terms of just like stuff that isn't necessarily like fully out there in the mainstream. So we want to be able to continue finding those in addition to, you know, all, all the stuff that everybody knows and has and plays already. So, um, with that being said, I, I did want to leave a little time here before we wrap up just to kind of look at 2019 and what your thoughts are for the future of VR this upcoming year. Um, yeah. this, and I know we, we've talked about, uh, I'll just say it now, but Oculus quest, so it doesn't have to be Vive related, but you know, what are some things that you've seen in the industry, just doing your news research and kind of being, um, you know, just, just more at the forefront than I am at least, but I'm sure than, than most other folks, uh, in the conversations that you've had with developers and things like that, what are the things that you're excited about for 2019? Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously there's certain games that I'm excited about, like Insomniac Stormland being one of them. I just got done playing Spider-Man on the PlayStation four and that was an amazing oh, game. Nice. So Insomniac makes great games. So that's definitely one I'm, I'm looking forward to vacation simulator, um, space junkies is a game that I'm really excited about, but you know, besides just like certain games that are hopefully coming out in 2019, um, I'm most excited just to see what's coming out with this next gen, you know, of, of hardware for VR. I mean, we have the Oculus quest coming out in, in April. And I think that that has just a huge, uh, you know, opportunity to bring a lot of people into vr that haven't been before i mean just in terms of i mean for those that aren't aware of what the oculus quest is that's oculus is pushed to have a, a, an all-in-one virtual reality device that is similar in quality to uh to the oculus rift and so you're basically going to be able to have full vr experiences with full you know six degrees of freedom motion controls uh, without the need of a PC, without any cables, um, being able to to move around in in a room scale environment. I mean, it's it's going to be it's really going to open up a lot of possibilities. I think so. You know, for a lot of people that I have introduced VR to that don't have computers, that don't have the technical know how. I mean, unfortunately, up to this point, I'm I'm very candid and I tell them, hey, I'm you know not sure if VR is for you right now. Since the Oculus Quest, I feel like those people now they have an option. Like I can easily recommend picking up an Oculus Quest if it if it ends up being anything like you know what was showed off at Oculus Connect. So uh, I I am super excited about what that's going to do for the industry and how that's going to enable uh, all kinds of new players into the virtual reality space. And so that's that's definitely something. And then the other thing that I'm super excited about is valve and what they they're going to be bringing to the the table hopefully in 2019 we know that they they're officially working on the knuckle controllers the knuckles you know look like they're going to add all kinds of different you know features to games you know hand presence and and uh varying degrees of of pressure and different ways of gripping things in vr and all all of these things that will be super exciting but in addition to just the controllers, I mean, if any of the leaks are turn out to be true, they're also working on their own headset. And 
we know that they're working on software. So, you know, everything that Valve has done in the past, I've really appreciated, especially in the VR space. I mean, really the Vive, all the underlying technology and the Lighthouse tracking system and all of that is all really a product of their R&D. So um, I'm just super excited to see uh, the advancements that they that they're going to be bringing to, to VR because, you know, they usually take their time and, and really only release something when, when it's going to make an impact. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm anticipating learning more about all this stuff at the very least in the coming year. And I think the kind of the first step in learning more about what some of these companies have on the table is going to be at CES, you know, just another week or so. So that, you know, that's 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 super exciting and yeah i think i think i think the biggest news though is going to be the quest i think i think valve has the potential to make big waves especially if they announce any kind of game that might be shipping with their own headset if that's what they're going to do um so they have a big you know they have a lot of potential there but i think the quest has the most potential of bringing new consumers into the space yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm super excited for, for Oculus. Uh, sorry, for the Quest specifically. Uh, I yeah. have a question for you, though. Sure. Um, so it's going to come out. It'll be $400 is what they're talking about right now. It comes with two yep. touch controllers. And, I, I mean, you have a Rift. So this is why I'm curious. Like, maybe if, if the Rift is – or if the, the Quest is better than the Rift, then by uh, by all means, like, it's a it's a freaking steal at $400 if you don't have to buy a computer, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's half I mean, of what uh, – of, of the I price. I would say – yeah, so, I mean, I would say, I mean, I, I think it is better in terms of, like, just general optics and, like, I mean, there have been – like, I mean, in some ways, even the Oculus Go is a little bit better and, and with, in certain ways compared to – some of the like the PC tethered stuff mm-hmm. just because it's newer. Well, but the and, thing and that the PC the, the thing the PC has though over these systems is the fact that the hardware that's powering the games is an actual PC. And so like a, a PC just has so much more just raw horsepower in terms of what it's able to do in a game than than any of these like you know essentially mobile devices. And so an Oculus like think of Think of an Oculus Go as basically like an all-in-one version of of the Gear VR. Mm, then think okay. of then think of the Oculus Quest as being kind of a mobile version of the Oculus Rift. Well, so, and that's that's what I'm saying. If and, and so and so like so the thing is like it's not as powerful as the Rift in terms of like the graphics. Okay, so so that's that, that's what I'm getting at. And I, and this is a huge generalization, but if yeah. they can get it to X percentage of the Rift yep. in terms of yep. capability, performance, like I'm just talking about an overall grade, X percentage of the Rift, that would make it worth it. What is that X? What is that X percentage for you? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it it's, it it is getting that X percentage. I'd say the X, the thing that is we're missing right now from mobile VR experiences that the Quest nails is motion controls uh-huh. is the fact and, and it's inside out tracking. So it's the fact that the, the, the quest will be able to tell where it is relative to the room that you're in. And the fact that you're able to actually use real motion controllers. So, gotcha. so those two things, like I, 
I really think that even the Oculus Go, like it's significantly weaker than the Oculus Quest hardware-wise just because it's older. Um, but like, I think even something like that would be able to have really compelling experiences if it had motion controls and the ability to track itself. But it doesn't. So like, yeah, that, that right there is the game changer because you can simplify games and make them less graphically compelling, but it's being able to move around in your environment and being able to interact with things with motion controllers that makes or breaks VR, in my opinion. And those are things that the Oculus Quest will finally be able to do without the need of being, of being connected to anything. To the to a computer, yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, like I said, I, I, that's something that I'm I mean, super you can play for. Beat Saber. Like, you you should be able. Like, I mean, we don't know what games are going to actually be announced with it, but I would Beat Saber. Imagine, I feel like should be should oh, be included, I, I, especially like I, if I would it imagine. came out last year. So a lot, I'm sure a lot of this stuff will need to be backwards compatible. That you'll be able to play a lot of games that have come out already. Well, I I think I mean I think it'll probably have like I think developers will have to port their games to it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to necessarily, like, I don't think anything will just magically, like, like, I, I it's not like it's going to be backwards compatible with, Sorry, with games per se. Backwards compatible probably wasn't the right, right terminology. It, I, it's yeah. more so in the sense that, like, if somebody was able to create a game in 2016 or 2017 uh, on the tech that they had, like, I feel like they should be oh, able to port it over, I guess is probably the right oh, word. Oh, they will. Like, I, I, you I know really what I mean? Like, it I'd should be, be able to work on, on a headset. Yeah, I'd be shocked if it. I'd be shocked if they didn't. It definitely can. I mean, I, I, I don't know exactly what the game requires hardware-wise, but I'm sure they're working on it. Yeah. Like, I mean, given the success that that game has had. So, yeah, like if, if, I mean, but just pretty much any game that we play on our PCs, if you, if you downscale the graphics enough, it should be able to run on this mm-hmm. without, the need, without the need of, the, of a PC and without any, any wires. So, I mean, just think about that. I mean, that's pretty incredible. And, and if, it, if it also has the simplicity of the Oculus Store, I mean, people will be able to just put the headset on anytime they want to play. They don't have to have any sensors. They don't have to have any cords, no PC. And literally from in the headset, they're buying games, they're installing them, and they're playing them. Like, it's... It has. I, I really think it has the potential of being a big hit. So yeah, I I, I think so too. And I, I mean, you look at you look at how um, Xbox, Sony, and Nintendo have kind of dominated the last couple of generations, uh, or not de- generations. Sorry, the last couple of like decades in terms of gaming, or at least since like the early two thousands. Uh, you know, it it would be really interesting to see how VR can kind of shake that whole industry up. And I mean, obviously, like. A lot of these folks are still in that industry in terms of like, you know, PlayStation putting out their own PSVR. But I think Facebook and Oculus can really shake things up with if they can like if they can stick this landing and it can really deliver on on what they're promising. No, I I totally agree. So, yeah, it's going to be a big year either way. Can you pre-order them already? I mean, I think I'm going to have to get one, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get one, too. But I I don't think you can pre-order one yet, but I'm not 100 percent on that. But that, I, that being I think said, I would have heard. That being, I, that being said, to your other point too, though, I, I, the last time VR was released, which is three years ago. So if we're talking about like console generations and like, or just the, the, the life uh, time of a generation or how long that's supposed to be. I mean, when we had those conversations, it was 
people were saying like two to three years, right? So I feel like yeah. we're, we're getting into that time period where we are due for something that can really take that next step. And I feel like the quest obviously is that next step. So I, I'd be curious to see what HTC has up their sleeve. Although it seems more like we might be looking at what Valve has up their sleeve. And since that was a big partnership between them and HTC, all I want to highlight is the fact that like people were super hyped for the Rift when it came out, right? Like they were, everyone was like, uh, really excited for it. Oculus had become almost like a household name for anybody who was like in tech. And then the vibe just kind of came out of nowhere and it had all these capabilities that the Rift didn't have for at least six months uh, when the yeah. touch controllers came out. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm yeah, hoping no. and not, not that, not that I, you know, I'm, I'm picking a, a horse in this race, although we, you know, we, we've started with the vibe and my, my point is that like, if Oculus has this tech and it's ready to go and they're advertising it, I would be thrilled and not, not in terms of like competition and I want Oculus to fail, but I would just be thrilled if Valve was able to come out with something that was a couple of months or even a couple of years ahead of its time. You know what I mean? No, I, I totally like that. Agree. That would just be cool because it happened already. And let's just see, you know, they, they obviously play things very close to the chest, but you know, let's, let's see. Cause last time I think everybody was kind of taken by surprise with just how capable the vibe was of all these experiences. So you know, Valve Valve isn't playing around. I mean, they're very much invested in, in VR, and you can see that uh, through the whole section they added on Steam. So I, <laughs> I, I'm very curious to be following what's going along there. But in the meantime, I will definitely be hyped up for the Oculus Quest. No, I yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's yeah, it's going to be an exciting year, I think, for VR. And we will continue to cover it. But man, this this episode has already run quite long. So. Let's go ahead and end it here. I mean, you and I will probably have, and, and Damon, of course, will we'll have many more conversations on games and stuff like that. And uh, I think this was a, a good wrap up to 2018 and uh, and a look forward to at least what we're excited about for 2019. Yeah, no, it's been a fun year. So, and I, yeah, and I can't believe we're still, you know, doing the podcast. It's been, <laughs> it's been it's a been couple fun, of man. years yeah, now. It's, it's, we're on, so. uh, about two and a half years in, which is kind of cool. So kind of yeah. crazy actually when you think about it, but it's, it's really crazy. It's, it's been a fun ride, man. And I think that there's, it's only going to continue to get crazier and, and, and cooler. So we'll, uh, we'll continue to cover this stuff for you guys. Again, we appreciate you so much for tuning in and listening, especially those of you who have been with us since the beginning, or even if not, I mean, you know, there's, it, it's just been a really fun experience for us getting to know you guys. And we do have plans of, of expanding the podcast and, and, and trying to provide different types of content. So if you have any ideas, please hit us up, let us know. But um, I think we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up here and uh, happy new year again, Ronnie safe travels home and we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Bye.